0: Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. This is Oh Those Toes, Episode 5, week of November 8th. As always, I'm Top Toes.
1: And I'm Annie, also known as Latina Cutie Toes.
0: And welcome all. So we just finished uh, recording with Dan and Dawn of the Erotic Awakening Podcast.
1: That was very cool.
0: Great people, great time. Um, Check them out. We're not sure exactly when our episode is going to air, but they had uh, an interview with us. Their podcast is uh, fetish, BDSM, uh, polyamory, kink across the board. Uh, They like to bring on subject matter special. Oh, God, that's not so technical, doesn't it? (laughs) <laughs> they like to bring on kinky people who know stuff that they don't and that was us
1: <laughs> which was super flattering i really um uh glad you they came across you or you came across them i don't know how that worked
0: but they came across us yeah. on our fetlife profile uh any of the listeners who are on fetlife uh oh those toes is on fetlife as well um not a whole lot but we're there you can talk to us
1: there so dan and dawn are a polyamorous couple um who are very into power exchange and they have very interesting website very interesting podcast um i got a chance to listen to a couple of them and they also have an instagram page so if you guys want to go check them out you could, um, but yeah. So they interviewed us for a little bit, um, which was nerve wracking, but also like super exciting. I, 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 it was very brief for me, but I could have talked for hours. I mean, I could have answered all thousand of their questions, even though they only had like you know two.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. It was I think they, they had a number of good questions and realizations. I think that was the interesting part for me. I think especially Dawn seemed to have some realizations. Um, you know, they came into it thinking they knew nothing about uh, the world of foot fetishism. And they, they, I, I think we opened their eyes.
1: Well, it surprised me because they're very kinky. Yeah. You know, and usually people who are that into their, you know, uh, kinky sex life, they experiment in all areas. And well, and maybe they have a little bit, you know, they have obviously. Um But it was nice to be able to, uh, you know, tell them a little bit about it. Um, And there were there was a couple of like, oh, like, ah moments for me from uh, Don, which was really cool. Well, I think
0: that's they had a perception of the world of foot fetishism that didn't mesh with their own power exchange dynamic. Dan's the dominant, Don's the submissive, and they what they have seen of the foot fetish world involves submissive men and, uh, and dominant females. And I think they were taking some notes when they realized that it can go the other way.
1: Right, yeah. Yeah, so, not all um, foot fetishists are submissive. Um, yeah, just because you want a foot in your mouth doesn't mean that you have to be like a foot bitch or a foot slave or what, what have you.
0: Uh, it's kind of funny that we are more or less the opposite of everybody's perception um you and your regular relationship have a husband who is dominant um i'm kind of switchy so i uh definitely play both roles and i think we might be less the norm than maybe a lot of (laughs) our listeners but
1: yeah yeah i mean we're we're i think i'm a bit switchy too um I mean, we learned, we got a glimpse of that uh, episode three with Soft Soul Queen, when she said something about daddy, and we were like, oh, like, (laughs) (laughs) so um, I I definitely like it when you're a little bit assertive. Um, With (laughs) me? Yeah. (laughs) 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 Because you're so, you know, and you are sometimes, you know, you go back and forth, so she was like, well, hello, daddy, or whatever. I can't even recall what she said. She was like, oh, daddy, like, hey, daddy. I was like, oh. <laughs> that was awesome. But, yeah, so we're a little bit switchy, but, um, you know, because at the end of the day, um, my husband, you know, and everybody says this, like, all of my vanilla friends say that he worships the ground I walk on. um, And he's just very into me he's obsessed with me and i was him you know um but he's definitely uh i guess in the bedroom he's definitely the one in charge um and it switches though i mean it goes back and forth but mostly i like him to be in charge um but in our our personal life like like with finances and the you know the house and the kids and i i'm going to say that i'm in charge and he usually goes with whatever I decide so
0: or he gets the chocolate in the face
1: (laughs) that might be a turn on for some guys. (laughs) no he get you know he just gets you know I get sad and he doesn't like me sad so he does everything in his power to keep me happy and, and part of that is you know spoiling me so yeah But it was a good, um, it was a good, I don't know, how long, how long were we
0: on there? Um, all told, I think it's about a 25-minute segment, unless they have to edit out some swears or something. No, I think they are I think we were on our best <laughs> behavior, possibly, uh, too good. Uh, didn't have the feel as to, you know, how X-rated they are. Uh, so, but, yeah, uh, looking yeah, forward they- to hearing it. We'll, uh. We'll keep you aware in the usual channels of Instagram, Twitter, that life. Uh, I think that's pretty much where we're putting out anything of a, a text nature. But we'll let you know when you can tune into that episode of their podcast. Uh, we might even have an opportunity to re-air the, uh, the interview itself um, on our podcast. Maybe as a special midweek or maybe as part of something else. Don't quite know yet.
1: And just to clarify, they are are X-rated. They have a they had an episode called like the Quickie, where they talk about their preferences when it comes to quickies. And Don says something along the lines of uh, "just bend me over and fuck me hard" or something like that. So they're, (laughs) yeah, they're not as. Maybe they were on their best behavior too, because you know. We were pretty uh, mild. So.
0: Yeah. And, uh, well, you, you're you calling me out here. You you did your research a little better than I did.
1: Well, you but you didn't, but we agreed that that's what we were going to do. You didn't want to because that way you could, it would be organic and natural and, you know, and I was going to be a little bit of a stalker. But, you know, once I get fall into that ra- rabbit hole, like, I was just like, oh, I'm just going to check him out a little bit because you got to know who we're talking to, right? And so just check them out a little bit turned into like listening to every single podcast I could possibly find. And
0: yeah, you're you're stalking their their, (laughs) their Instagram,
1: Instagram.
0: (laughs) which is uh, Instagram.com slash erotic awakening. Yeah, erotic awakening. And their website, eroticawakening.com. And I think they're on Patreon and they're on pretty much every uh, available podcast. place you can go to just look them up easy enough Mm -hmm. really cool people um but yeah you're you are the rabbit hole faller anyway uh you know you fell into the wiki feet rabbit hole
1: (laughs) yeah i did
0: (laughs) (laughs) and usually i can pull you out once a week uh and And then we'll find something while we're discussing, and then you'll fall down the next rabbit hole. So, you know, it's going to be a lot of – it's always going to be fun.
1: I mean, I I married a man with a foot fetish, and look where I am now.
0: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) You fell right down that rabbit hole hard.
1: Man, I, like, made my own rabbit hole.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is that a sexual joke? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it was interesting to, to hear um, they their first experience just kind of being on the outside looking in at the foot fetish world was a little more in their world at a, a BDSM kink party and um, reminds me of a scene I just haven't seen in a good long time. Um, you know, when I first got into the kink scene, you know, looking for the fet- the foot fetish scene inside the rest of the kink scene. It's they're oddly separated, but uh, there's a little bit. But I remember, and I don't know, I don't know what your experience is. I don't know if you were even into that kind of scene, but way back when, the um, sort of there was a weird crossover between the BDSM scene and uh, the sort of. You- electronic and dance scene.
1: Okay. Well,
0: no, not, not familiar to you in your days?
1: Well, I
0: That was your I, that would have been your West Coast days too.
1: Right. Yeah. So I did I, I was I did go to a lot of raves and you know, a lot of um, you know, all night dance parties, you know, in abandoned warehouses and you know, in the I don't know hills somewhere. You know, I mean, yeah. So I did have a lot of that, and with that came a lot of drugs. Um, not me really, but you know, everyone else. Um, yeah, the, rave,
0: the rave scene <laughs> and, comes with it, the very least ecstasy and, and uh, probably yeah, a ton of other stuff. And
1: ecstasy was huge. You know, before they called it Molly, um, it was ecstasy was huge, and that was that was actually if I you know, was a single person and I didn't have um, if I wasn't responsible for little human beings, um, that would be my drug of choice. I would just be I would just live my life on ecstasy. And that's, you know, it was amazing. I, I've i never had sex while in ecstasy because I was always concerned that I would like I would never be able to experience sex that great after that. I'm just really worried about ruining mm. my You know, um, like maxing out or something like, but I, um, you know, the few times that I did, I mean, everyone else was too. And there was a lot of sweaty, dancing, grinding, you know, even just having sex on the dance floor, you know, especially the ones that were like in the gingy warehouses or the abandoned buildings, those had a lot of sex in, like, every corner, Mm. and some of it was, like, collared, you know what I mean? Like, they had a collar, and they had the whole um, sort of dom-submissive thing going on, Um, but I I really wasn't wasn't into it. I didn't really, you know, know, that's not why I went there, so.
0: Yeah, New York City had a place that was an old abandoned church, um, and so, yeah, you've got the, the, the raver scene, the, the pure electronica with just the generic sex and a little bit of collaring. Then you slid it over into the um, goth and industrial. You kind of, I guess in those days, it was like Nine Inch Nails and Ministry and The Cure. And, um, and that tended to overlap a little harder with the fetish community. Mm. Uh, it's a the- aesthetic worked, but then I don't know. You don't see much of it. Uh, a couple years back, I was in LA, and uh, right off Hollywood Boulevard, there was a. It was a party that ran like one Saturday a week, and I happened to be in LA the right weekend, and it was cool to get back into the scene and see it again. Um, and but I just remember being able to go to those parties, and you know, you'd have one to two dance floors playing that kind of music. And then you'd have a stage where somebody was, you know, doing a demo. You'd usually see like somebody lashed up to a San Andreas cross and get flogged or something. And then my my zone was the couches. That was where people would sit and cool down.
1: Right. (laughs)
0: And my my power move, power move, yeah, yeah. eighteen year old kid going out to these clubs and you know, (laughs) oh my fucking god, there's somebody getting whipped on the cross and good freaking music and everybody's goth and you know dressed all 90s goth but you know you take a seat on the floor in front of the pretty girl on the couch and that's all you had to do you it was understood you had that instant unspoken power exchange and bam you got a foot in your mouth Wow. your hands or whatever she wanted
1: so, well then I was really I really fucked that up uh, because I remember the couches and you know and 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 I remember once sitting on one of those couches because everyone was high as fuck but I wasn't like I drank a little and so I was like it was like four in the morning and I'm like exhausted and so I'm sitting on the couch of course I wear you know four or five inch heels everywhere. And so I take off my my heel and um and I remember there was a guy
0: who sat in I would have been on you so fucking fast. <laughs> no, not not on you. Be the bottom. <laughs> but right. um
1: but but he sat on the floor directly in front of me. And I was like,
0: wait, he stole my move? I'm going to chase him down copyright <laughs> infringement. That was my move.
1: But I thought he had fallen, <laughs> right? So Well,
0: then again, you're at raves with druggies, right. so yeah, it's possible. Well, so druggies. this
1: explains it because I thought that he fell. And so I kind of, like, leaned over, like, to kind of look, you know, like, kind of, like, give him the nod, like, are you okay, you know? And he gave me a weird look. And I was like, okay. And then I kind of went back to – and I'm sure I was rubbing my own feet because, you know. Um, but I didn't realize that was – me supposed i was supposed to put my feet on him and let him rub my feet i didn't even think about that
0: you're Damn. sitting there. this kid is taking the spot on the floor in front of you and you're rubbing your own feet And this kid is like in his internal monologue screaming as though you're masturbating in front of him and he right fuck
1: and ma- <laughs> and so what i did is i kind of leaned over and like kind of made eye contact with him like huh? like you okay you know like mouth the words because the music is so loud and he gave yeah. me this look and I just kind of was like, all right, and I moved on. And I She gave I you know?
0: complete puppy dog face and <laughs> did. you didn't know.
1: <laughs> and I didn't know. Wait, was that you? Was that you?
0: <laughs> no, no, we're on opposite coasts. I was doing that in New York City and Boston at the time. Mostly in oh, Boston. Gosh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, my scene was more um you know, it was more like uh rap and hip hop. I, I did the raving and I did some of it but mostly you know
0: I did yeah, I did I, I did the club scene over.
1: with the go go dancers. I was a go go dancer. A little bit once. of
0: that, because, you know, most of your, your college clubs are a little more vanilla, but there was one good club that did at least one or two nights a week did the, the goth industrial and that came with that whole scene. And I kind of followed that scene around to a few different clubs in a couple different states, but so it has died off until I found it again in Los Angeles. Unfortunately, I live on the wrong coast.
1: So what did you... So back to, um, you know, in, in reference to what Dan and Don saw, um, Dan said he saw someone...
0: Did he say he was? You could say it. What? Did he? He was. He, he was sitting there, bit, like not,
1: masturbating. Not
0: Dan. The person Dan witnessed was masturbating over a woman's feet. Oh, okay. I can't quite okay. imagine. I, I think he said "soul," so I imagine she's kind of kneeling doggy on something, okay. and he's just pumping away.
1: Right. It. But Dawn saw somebody worshiping the nylon. No feet. I can't remember. No, how.
0: Dawn said she saw maybe maybe i'm misremembering here but i believe dawn said she didn't have the word foot job in her mouth um she said
1: oh he was fucking her feet yeah okay yeah
0: she was stroking him with her nylon with her stocking feet is the way dawn put it right (laughs) yes and somehow we did not bridge into the uh the, the preference for nylons thing out of that conversation but you know that that uh that interview went the way it did but it was it it was funny to me the way they seemingly (laughs) I I don't know if they were like not together yet at the time or it just kind of happened to be exploring the club Mm. from different angles and they seemed to see the same scene with two different perspectives (laughs) on it (laughs) and that she noted the stockings and that wasn't even part of his uh, thought process unless there was multiple scenes going on or stockings came off or who knows
1: So what we weren't there, what, um, what kind of crazy things did you see in your days? I guess,
0: well, that's the problem. There weren't that many you, when you go to, or I can't say for everybody in my experience with little exception, when you go to one of these kink parties, events, uh, nights at a club. What's given, what's presented or sort of um, scripted for the sake of the night tends to be in the much more SM part of BDSM. Um, Maybe a little bit of bondage demo. Definitely somebody getting spanked or paddled or whipped or whatever the uh, uh, preferred accoutrement of the top du jour. Um, And much like a lot of things in the foot fetish world, the rest, your your foot fetish experience there is kind of incidental, or you bring it yourself. Well, You're almost with, never going to have a party in that scene where there is specifically a scripted or organized foot fetish, anything.
1: And why do you suppose that is with, you know, with the foot fetish being so common? I mean, so well, why do we not see more of that? two
0: things, the 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 foot fetishes don't t- fetishists don't tend to the dungeon scene, or if they do, they tend to the dungeon scene for their other interests. Yeah, you know, we're not one-dimensional people. Uh, I'm into rope and a-, a few other kinks of that nature. Um, but two people like me, like me, <laughs> I and a lot of other people I've spoken to. Eschew the foot fetish party scene because, like a lot of things, it has become a little more pay to play than the rest.
1: So, Uh, Don said there was a guy that was getting flown everywhere because he was a foot worshiper. Can you imagine that? Yeah, I want
0: that guy's job. I
1: was gonna say, can you
0: imagine? We see it the opposite. (laughs) We'll yeah. see if a woman's willing to session and she's good, she can make money and get her travel expenses covered. Absolutely. I have never heard about it the other way around. I need the renown <laughs> as the fantastic foot worshiper that I am, that people will fly me out to worship their feet. But it's seemingly unheard of. That one shocked me. I don't think either of us get a chance to to really <laughs> express how our jaws dropped when they said right.
1: that. Right? I I was like, can you imagine that happening? In our community, like, some guy on Instagram is like, "Uh, I will worship your feet for travel expenses, and this is how much I charge an hour. I'd be like, what? Yeah. (laughs) But this guy was, (laughs) we have to find out who this is. I need to know who this is. I know. Yeah, we need to. We need
0: to look this guy up. If you're listening now, Mr. Superfoot worshiper. (laughs) Give us a yell, <laughs> we'll have you on the show. We want to know how you, you're doing this <laughs> because, in our world in our experience, it's quite the opposite. Even though, when you think about it, it's the foot worshiper who's providing the skills,
1: right? Yeah, I don't, but you know, he's not you gonna don't come,
0: session, but you know, he's not
1: gonna come on because you want, you know, he's not because he doesn't want to get called out. <laughs>
0: all right i'm not going to take your job if perhaps if you're on the opposite coast as me i can be the your east coast representative but we do want to talk to you yeah i mean come on (laughs)
1: that i i I mean it's probably because um it's not so common in the i mean there's so many other things that people want to do they don't focus on the fee like you said it's you know, it's it. You either bring it yourself, or it's it, you know. So maybe because yeah. it's so with rare, with the exception
0: of, with the exception of those specific foot parties. But you know, a a, a party like I described at the club, you pay for your drinks, and you pay your cover. Uh, you know, some dungeons have a cover charge as well. Whatever, the the foot party scene is not a cover charge. It's a, a cost. You know, seventy-five to one hundred dollars to get in, and then you, you pay much like a strip club. You pay per right. girl.
1: You pay for play. Yeah.
0: And so it's a pay-to-play situation, and you know, people say, "Oh, everything's pay-to-play; relationships are pay-to-play," but it's not the same. You know, if I want to go to a dungeon and tie somebody to a rack and flog them, I might be paying twenty dollars to get in the door at the dungeon. If I, depending on what state I'm in, I might be paying for some drinks uh, in my state, I think, wisely. You can't drink and play at the same hmm. time. Um, but in some states, some surrounding states, you absolutely can. Um, but I'm also not paying the person who I'm going to flog. Because right. they want to be flogged. That's what they're there for, yeah. Well, um, So I just don't understand why of all the kinks, especially ours being statistically the most popular one on the planet, why do we get put in this well, paid to play situation? Well, I want
1: to say it's because a lot of women don't actually enjoy it. A lot of women are, it goes back to, you know, episode one. A lot of women are doing it only for the money, so they don't get anything. They don't get any gratification out of it. They don't care. It's more of a task than anything. Like, you're paying them to be uncomfortable, really. For the girl, for the girls, for the girls well, that don't I, enjoy it, um.
0: that's that's another reason. I mean, even if I had unlimited funds and I didn't give a damn about paying to play, I don't want to worship somebody who's right. not enjoying it. I want right. the girl moaning. I, I want a girl like you who's enjoying it, or like <laughs>
1: any
0: of the other people I've found, uh...
1: right, whom you're not paying. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> no. Right, yeah. No. Oh so. no
1: yeah uh yeah so that's probably why old oh boy gets flown everywhere to suck toes. Wow <laughs>
0: yeah, so I what I need to do is I, I need to find the girls who like the toes being sucked so much that they want to fly me out. Um,
1: what if it's like an absolutely hideous woman with oh okay so now we're in
0: the juice Biglow situation. So, you've got the woman with, like, the crazy talents, who still just, for some reason, well, not for some reason, she just happens to enjoy that, but she is, uh, we we shall say, mm-hmm. unfortunately footed. No. Uh, do I take the flight and whatever, the flight plus right, the, the cost but, of the flight and the expenses to go just worship? But ugly
1: footed. Like, what if she's just absolutely hideous? Like, she smells, uh, you know, she's, like. I'm morbidly obese and her hair is greasy and oily and sticking in her face and she's full of warts and pimples and five day old body odor and she's paying you and flying you to go suck her toes. Do you become the foot gigolo?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and well before you got through that litany of horror, <laughs> I realized that um no. I'm call me a romantic. <laughs> I want to worship the feet of a girl I'm involved with. A girl I, I I don't have to be permanently involved with, but you know, like it's a sexual thing. It still has to be a person I'd want to have a sexual encounter. And what with. about
1: all the these girls that so, I mean? There's well, these women that do sessions. They session so, with yeah. almost anyone that um, wants to book them. Um, and I have asked several of right.
0: them. So what their
1: worst experience was. And one in particular that I remember is the guy just had him bathed in days and just smelled bad. Like it was seeping out through yeah. his clothes. So it was like, hold your breath until so, it's over kind of a thing.
0: All right. In that regard, I've got a lot of admiration from the girls who will session in that way. And in that regard, maybe I do not want to be <laughs> the, the foot gigolo. Um, if you're out there and listening, we'd still love to have you on the show. I,
1: I do want to have him on the show. I want to know what kind of fee he's sucking. Like, does he get, so does he get booked, right? Like, so many questions we have. Does he get booked for private sessions or does so he get questions. booked, you know, to put on a show, to be on display, you know, at these events?
0: We don't know. Deuce Big Loaf with jigglo, Get in touch with us. <laughs> we need to know these things. Maybe
1: they can book us. Like, me and you. And we could be the show. That would be cool.
0: I got to have... Su- I got to be willing to be somebody's show at some sort of fetish event to finally and get to meet you face-to-face face and uh, But you'd be getting paid and face for to it. it.
1: Yeah. It's oh, and a win-win. Be good. Yeah,
0: okay. <laughs> Oh, it's a total win-win. <laughs> uh, let's make this happen. Where is the? Uh, where's it. the nearest let's... fetish con that we can try to get ourselves booked let's at?
1: Let's just start advertising that right now.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I got a, I got a story about one of those, and maybe we'll uh, get to it right after the break. All right, we're back, and. Uh, just before the break, I was gonna talk about well, <laughs> I was gonna talk about something. No, I was gonna mention the the Montreal fetish Festival. Right, I think that's what it's called. It is like the biggest biggest kink event on the planet, as far as I know. Uh, maybe the Germans do something bigger or better. But, well biggest one in North America. Um, it's Labor Day weekend, five days in one of the greatest cities in the world. Advertises to be a fetish festival and, um, yeah, it's pretty much about latex. They got sponsored by the company that makes the stuff you shine your mm. latex suit with. I you've been, totally do you've been
1: to this event?
0: You know, I, I have, I went to Montreal fetish, uh, you know, it's only about six and a half, seven hours from me. It was definitely, you yeah, know, really cool city that I love anyway. And yeah, I went up to this thing and, um.
1: So you mentioned, you know, obviously the, the feet are one, but then you also mentioned the roping, and then you said something about, you know, one of your many kinks or something along those lines. So what, what kind of kinks do you have other than feet, or does it all involve feet?
0: Well, so as I was kind of alluding to, you know, in order to try to find, the foot fetish community I stumbled into and started following the quote fetish community. And for the most part, the quote fetish community is more the BDSM community. It's not as actually fetishy as we would, you and I would use the term, but you know, in there I've definitely explored a whole bunch of, I, I've, yeah, I'll try anything once or twice to make sure I <laughs> correct on my opinion. Uh, and I found some things that are definitely in that world that I, uh, have an interest in and yeah some things that definitely have nice crossover um you know because i'm not going to stop being me so um you know i i got into rope or uh, bondage shibari um i'm not so big on proper formal shibari with all these various techniques I've, i've studied them but it's a lot of that is just it. To me, it loses the sexuality and becomes an exercise, in <laughs> geometry, and organization. I want, I want my kinks to be sexual, um, but yeah. So bondage is definitely one of them. So
1: would you do? Um, could you partake like where... in bondage without in involving the feet? Okay.
0: I definitely have. I've um, gotten into some suspension bondage. I definitely. I enjoy bondage for its own sake, for the uh, you know the, the the power and control of tying somebody if you know what you're doing, uh, and then there there's ways to bring my fetish into it or not, depending on who I'm playing with or what my mood is at the time. Um, you know, everything everything runs together. It's it's all a fluid situation. Um, you know, I have a nice collection of paddles. I am not one to. Want to flog or spank somebody's ass repeatedly, but you know it's a fun play as part of something else, or uh, you know, in a light and teasing but you, way. So then,
1: but you do paddle. Um, you do like you do like the you do enjoy the. Good, I do, but a good ass paddling.
0: See, no, I wouldn't say an ass paddling. You know, I'm not looking to. I am not a sadist. I don't really have any particular enjoyment. But in you do
1: anyone. enjoy the hey. teasing and the.
0: Uh, the tease, yeah. yes. One good, one good crack and a lot of threatening, too. And I definitely enjoy the uh, the flinch response of somebody thinking they're going to get. You know, sometimes you got to give them one to know what they're to expect and, you know, then then play with them. Um, sometimes that that style of play is called sensation play. Um, and then if you want to bring that over, back over to the foot fetish realm, uh, as we discussed with Dan mm-hmm. and Don, Bostonado, um, you know, different implements that are a little better, uh, used on the feet, usually something with smaller canes or, or very small paddles, you know, that's a, that can be a lot of fun, but again, it's not just whack, 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 especially on the feet. They're way, way, way I, I have, you know? It's no, no, I fun a, if the person can't walk home?
1: A man from gosh, I can't remember what country he was from, but he was Middle Eastern. Um, yes, where they yeah, call it Falaka, he offered uh, ten thousand dollars for an hour, um, but he would have full control and he would you know uh and he sent pictures of you know what paddles he would use and paddles are not the proper name for them i know but i you know i kept saying no and i said no and i said no and then months later he would come back and i i really do think this guy was serious um
0: usually ten thousand is the magic number usually right bullshit well in most of our experience but i I trust your judgment right and
1: i and i talked i did talk to this this guy guy for a couple of years at least and he would send you know gifts and things like that just i think he was trying to get on my good side so um it was a negotiation he didn't just come out and say i'm gonna give you ten thousand dollars he you know asked me what i would charge and I was like, I don't do sessions. And he says, well, you know, if you did, what would you charge? And I was like, I don't do sessions, so I don't have a number for you. And so it just kind of went from there. And then he was like, well, what about $1,000? And I was like, Yeah, you know. And then he then he just kind of went up from there. And his... I, I think he wasn't bullshit. I feel like... Uh, the way he spoke, uh, you know, he was educated, he was a professional, um, whatever little bits he posted on his page, although not very personal, still, um, you know, I think they were genuine. I, I think he, it was a genuine offer. Um, he didn't waste my time. You know, I feel like the guys who are, uh, that are all bullshit, mm-hmm. are, it's filler, you know, so it's like a bunch of you want a sexting and then an offer and then some more sexting and like you can almost feel the dick being whacked at the, you know, jacked off at the other line. And.
0: I, I think I used the phrase to you uh, last week. I I refer to (laughs) that as uh, seven DMs to a sticky belly. You can just sense that that's what's going on. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: They they push with the right questions to try to get some answer for you, so that whatever's going on in their mind is enough. Yeah, that, and I uh, I feel like if he I...
1: wanted that, if he just wanted a sex chat or whatever, uh, he could have done it because he sent enough gifts. You know, where we could he, that could have been like, okay, I'm going to send you this hundred dollar gift, you know, for thirty minutes of your time or an hour of your time, and we could have sex chatted then, just fine. You know, but so I don't think it, this particular mm-hmm. one was bullshit, but.
0: Right. But he to and I would have a cane or something yeah, else. Yeah, but you souls can you imagine
1: that? First of all, $10, an hour of pain is a really long time. You know, um, and then.
0: Yeah, depending on how right. aggressive he is. And then, and then is, second, that's
1: what if he damages there. my feet? I mean, bones chips very easily in the feet. You know, so I don't know. I would not. And he said, but it's not, but it's not sexual. I'm not going to, you know, masturbate, and I'm not going to this, and I'm not going to put it in my mouth, and I'm not going to – it's not a foot job. And I was like, yeah, it's damage to my beautiful feet. No. No, thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it, going back, if we do uh, get ourselves as the uh, headlining fe- foot fetish act at some, uh, some convention in the future – I, you're gonna have to trust me because I have would to trust you though. I would trust you. Just that hell. you
1: wouldn't. I don't know that you would permanently damage my
0: feet. <laughs> no. I, Inflicts I, I, I pain. Would, like yeah. I said, not my thing to just beat for pain's sake. Yeah, it does not. Yeah,
1: same here. I know that a lot of guys are, uh, a lot of my submissive guys are into humiliation, but. I'm not a mean person. I don't enjoy, uh, even the guys with the giant test fetish, you know, they want to be squished and killed and they always ask the same stupid question, which is, if I were, you know, insert, you know, amount of inches here, tall, uh, what would you do? Would you squish me? Would you, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's the, I get that so often. I don't even answer it anymore. I just ignore it. But uh...
0: I have a feeling we have to throw in the disclaimer. I heard on a recent podcast. <laughs> Although we might make fun of your fetish amongst ourselves, we do not shame any fetish. We respect your right to have the fetish. Some of them well, are more or less I... or interesting <laughs> to us. Thank
1: you. You're so you're you're so politically. Correct. Now I think we have to pay a
0: five cent royalty to that other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, no, I heard that on that podcast and it struck me funny. It's just, they it just popped the back first, into my head uh, at that moment. Because, with
1: disclaimer. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's hard to. Oh, I know they did, but it, it's you and I will talk about whatever, and yeah, some of them aren't are kink, and sometimes, like you said, well, Kate, okay. uh, well, no, but here's here's question there's, because that's not let your me. Explain, kink. but
1: i I'm complaining about them asking the same stupid question. I'm not judging their their kink at all. In fact, I just uh, I just had a no, wonderful exactly. conversation with a man where I asked him a bunch of questions because he purchased my um, my cricket squishing um, video. Um, oh, I did. Yeah. Oh, um, we you are just going opened to have a the podcast box, on a that other okay. day. Continue but for now. Uh we were discussing, you know, how um, it's a, a lot of people won't do it. You know, a lot of it, it's very taboo and they get judged a lot. Um, and but we had this really long and interesting conversation about it. I don't judge people for their kinks. Um, I admire people who can find, you know, Sexual attraction and things very sexy um, feel very sexy about you know inanimate objects and people and different you know I don't I don't kink shame at all um, but what I will shame you on is the fifteenth message that you've sent me asking me if I were this tall what would you do I clearly you had your dick in your hand. And like you said, seven DMs to a sticky belly. So I know what you're doing. You're not a fan of mine. You're not a customer of mine. You don't support me. You don't like my shit. You don't listen to my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But you're asking me this question that's clearly going to get you off. So no thank you. Yeah. And it's not doing anything for me at all. I mean, I'm not turned on by it. So because I'm not mean. I have no... Desire to squish you, even if it's a stupid question. So I don't, I don't want to. I don't like to inflict pain. It's just not, you know, it doesn't do anything for me. It just makes me feel mean, or like uh, the verbal humiliation videos too. Um, you know, every now and again, I'll throw a really good uh, jab at someone, um, but I don't. I. It doesn't thrill me to call them names and belittle them and shame them and tell them they should go and commit suicide. I don't like that at all.
0: So yeah. Yeah. Whoa. That's that. Uh, that's one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't, obviously I don't get into any sort of, uh, you know, dominant role play or, uh, but you can be provide dominant. content really. But uh, yeah, verbal humiliations one thing. Telling somebody That's they should what commit he wanted. suicide. He wanted I, that, me that a to tell him he was worthless
1: me. and a piece of shit, and that like he should just go kill himself. Like literally, he was scripting this for me. It was a script, and I was like, "No, thank you." I say no a lot. I'm really, mm. I'm really picky. I say no a lot. <laughs> well,
0: good. Hold on. Yeah. Well, the here's the thing. You, one, obviously hold on to your, your own personal opinions on things. But two, if you're going to say no to these things that are just like, eh, or nah, not sure, or cringy, the stuff you're going to do that you are willing to do is going to be quality because you're going to be into it. Right. Or be able to get into it. You know, I would hate if I was the person asking for, you know, the uh, <laughs> the run me over with a Ferrari um, content, and you know, the person I asked for it was only into Porsches, and I knew that they just really right. weren't jazzed about Ferraris at all, that it would take something <laughs> away This it. it. was the most absurd metaphor I could possibly think of, but I f- I'm hoping <laughs> that I have not offended the Porsche fetishes in the process. Actually, I'm more, I'm more of a German car guy.
1: I, uh, Yeah. <laughs>
0: but well, I think you know what I'm saying. To- and and so I know, and I've never bought content from you, but I know that the stuff that you're willing to produce is because you're willing, and therefore it's going to be. I feel like you. It comes it's going to have a whole of genuineness um, to it.
1: I think I feel like you can tell when somebody's not really enjoying it, but you know, it goes back to basics, like women faking orgasms. Some men don't give a shit; like they don't care. They don't
0: and that goes back to that foot party. I don't if I was willing to pay, I still don't want to pay somebody who's not who's only there to get paid or being compensated because it's not something that they'd enjoy anyway. Well, I'd much rather compensate somebody Well, because
1: you like to please. If I
0: if I also and knew they were going to enjoy it. Many
1: people don't care. Many people are selfish. I had um not too long ago I had someone I'm going to say this guy was my biggest fan. I mean Absolutely obsessed. Um,
0: not, <laughs> not the guy who says hashtag your biggest fan on every comment to every model um, on Instagram ever. He not that guy. He, that guy's going to show up on. You know, he probably
1: doesn't even speak English. He like he probably just copies he, and pastes that, that same thing is. over and over again
0: because.
1: It... <laughs> I feel um, like no, but this, this guy a really nice guy and obsessed, but not to the point where it was scary, you know, uh, and he just desperately wanted to, uh, to be my, my foot bitch. He wanted to be my slave. And I couldn't, I told him for years. I mean, it had been like three or four years and I kept telling him, honey, you are not a submissive. You don't want to be submissive. You just want to fuck me and my feet. And that was the truth. He did not He did not give a shit about what I liked or didn't like. Every single gift he ever got me was something that he wanted. Every single gift was a sock that he liked, a nylon that he liked, a, you know, a shoe that he liked, and he got pictures or videos out of it. Um, the real submissives, and we talked about this briefly the other day in our chat with Soft Soul Queen, the real submissives are the ones that will buy you things to make you happy, to please you, even if they're not getting anything out of it. Their whole entire purpose is to make you happy and to spoil you. Not, uh, It's not about what they're going to get in return. And this boy, despite filling out the application, you know, I have a crazy long application, right? <laughs> two of them. I have got two of them.
0: <laughs> you have to, though. Right. And, you and that's weed exactly out, what that did You got to weed I was out like, the, you are the hymns. Not
1: foot not material. This is not what you want. And he's like, but I will pay you, you know, this many hundred dollars a month, and I will buy this many things for you, and I will. You know, and and I could trust him because over all those years that we had been Instagram friends, he'd never betrayed my trust. You know, he'd never shared anything uh, that he wasn't supposed to. And he, you know, he was loyal. But I, I trusted him to an extent. And I even said, look, the next time you come into town, you know, we'll, we can meet up for dinner. Like he was because like, he was like, I'll take you and your husband out for dinner. I'll pay for your anniversary, everything. And I was like okay you know the next time you come into town you know we'll go out to dinner and and we'll go from there but you know I was even willing to to meet him as a friend I just knew that he was not foot bitch material he did not want to be humiliated or hurt or whatever Um, so uh, right
0: no, there's absolutely nothing wrong. That with was him the being only way is, that he could get to but me. Why I was like, "Look, I else.
1: see like, you just." He just wanted to fuck me. He just wanted to, you know, he was willing to be. <laughs>
0: mm. Well, okay, yeah. There's there's something wrong with that,
1: right? And oh, there's nothing wrong you know, with him wanting so, to fuck you. There's, not, there's just I, it's I, not I felt like happen. that's the the only way that he thought he could get close to me is if he. You know, that's the only way that I would allow him in my personal space, in my house, in my you know, um, because that's how it was with my you know my other guy. But the, 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 yeah, I. So what finally ended it was, um, you know, I can't even remember the specific details, but um, he had purchased something for me, and I had taken I had taken this really like racy. Set of pictures which I may have posted one or two but always blocked, you know, like or censored. And I had told him that I was gonna give him some of the pictures like without the censor mm-hmm. and I forgot about it. And I don't know, shortly after that, he sent a gift and, and was like, immediately was like, Well, where, where's my picture set, you know? And I was like, Okay, see, I knew this is why you were doing this, like, I knew. That this is why you were doing this. I knew that... That it's not a gift. And then it just hit me. Just everything he had ever done for me was always, you know, reciprocated. And, and which is fair, right? Like, if it's a business transaction, that's... Right.
0: Yeah, there's nothing wrong with a guy buying picture sets or buying right. picture and, sets and, where the currency is off your wish change? list or gifts. Nothing wrong with that. But... Right. Don't claim and he it gave you all, a gift. It was just and then all the time. The, it
1: was just all the time. And then I was he like, didn't you know, you a like, gift. This then
0: it's is, commerce.
1: And he was just super selfish guy. So he's not that kind of guy is not interested in pleasing anybody. That that is not, you know, a top toes guy. And so that's why I mean you are interested in pleasing your partners. Uh, even if you were paying for a session, you still want to please them. You're not there just for you just so you can suck toes or just so you can you know sniff feet or whatever
0: no but then I, get, I mean am, am I alone in this that you know <laughs> your partner moaning is possibly one of the sexiest things imaginable I, I don't feel like I'm exclusive uh, in this I idea say, a
1: lot of people I do think most people this, enjoy
0: that Right? you know
1: that's what I'm am attracted to that type of person but there are a lot of people that don't. The dick pic senders of the world, you think they give a shit whether one of us mm. likes their dick on the other end or not? No. They just want, you know.
0: No, they, they only, right. the, the moment of excitement right. for them was well before we yeah. received the dick pic, was only at the point of click. And then maybe another some, one at the point of, of the, the little outrage, right? receipt, or but, red receipt. Uh, they have... Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, there are some who send specifically... Oh, she's really going to love yes, this. absolutely. <laughs> but not a one of them are actually, you know, let
1: me be so hoping kind that to their dick pleases you. This porn! Let me just give her this porn. She'll love it.
0: <laughs> well, one... Abdul, I'm not a she if you had ever looked at my page. Two... It's yellow. (laughs) Three, you photoshopped it poorly. (laughs) And four, all of my fans are now enjoying (laughs) knowing that you are a dick pic sender. Have fun being blocked. (laughs) See, that's why I do enjoy getting dick pics, so that I can go through the rest of that. Because that's how I kept myself sane uh, and kept you and a few other people sane. God... I was mentioning this to somebody, it seems like a forever ago, or it probably was forever ago. The page that you and I had that lasted uh, a day and a half before I think Instagram yanked it, where we were reposting people's disgusting dickheads. Man, we've been doing this
1: kind of shit forever.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. We have been catty bitches Okay, so for those
1: of you that didn't get a chance, to see our the page that lasted, you know, thirty six hours. Um, <laughs> was it really? Yeah, 14? If you were not
0: one of the privileged fourteen, <laughs> I think barely. I think most of our female <laughs> friends friended us so they could send us the dick pics. So. Maybe we had thirty followers, oh, all of whom submitted dick pics, and then we all cried when the page. Right, cried. So... Wait, 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 wait. We sighed right. when the page right. got right, cold so... in thirty-six hours. It's not even like we could appeal, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, no Instagram. does so this those is dick what we did. Perfect. No, <laughs> and
1: I started a page where we would. Feature... <laughs> I'm <just kidding>. yeah. <laughs> where we would feature all of the dick pics <laughs> And we posted a blurred photo, right? So as to not sexually, like, just assault someone, right? And so we posted the blurred vision with a warning. And then, you know, the, the second picture was the actual dick pic sent to us. And I can't recall if we... Uh, posted also the message that they sent because some some of them were really interesting. But then we. Cr- right.
0: I, sometimes the message they and, sent and, and definitely our commentary it, thereafter.
1: Uh, and tagged them in it.
0: <laughs> no, no, there was no critique. We totally criticized it. Well, no. <laughs> we can't pretend was... it was constructive at all. Oh, no, actually, I do recall at least one. We, we, we made some comments about it. the lighting being interesting. <laughs> please, please. God, how many times? Please, do you have to please we're thirty-six hours. That weed and I think at least five of them had to be told yes. to, to bathe.
1: <laughs> um, but then we tagged them in it, and remember, there was one oh, guy yes, that was really yes. upset, and he was like, "Take it down," and I was like. No. Bitch, you sent it. Now I'm not taking it down. There was one guy that was really upset, and I think he's the reason we got shut down. He reported us.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah that that was our fatal flaw. As much as the dick pic senders are the gum of the universe, they're also going to report your page where you're making fun of them. <laughs> that, they're just that type of person. We, we should have anticipated. We that. tagged them like we really should have. We we're, were young and naive. Oh, man, it
1: was brilliant. It Three was years
0: brilliant. ago. It's <laughs> too bad. <laughs> it, it absolutely was. But it's not going to... Uh, <laughs> yeah, It's not going to fly. There's, there's not and even a way to try the... <laughs> to do it again better. Yeah, now, thanks to... Uh, thanks to the FOSTA-SESTA legislation, uh, you know, we are all... Legally, we're all uh, actually uh, human (laughs) trafficking. So, a little plug for something. If you saw my Instagram story uh, on Wednesday, um, I am going to... um, Results of the election may affect how I do it, but I will be doing an official petition either through whitehouse.gov, if that kind of comes back to being, or change.org or Uh, one of the other petition things. Um, Honestly, telling Congress that the FOSTA-SESTA legislation that's supposed to be against human trafficking, and I'm definitely against human trafficking, is also destroying the livelihood of non-physical sex workers, which is not illegal in this country. Mm -hmm. Uh, In a lot of places, physical contact sex work is perfectly legal in this country. Um, a lot of my friends are what would be defined as sex workers. And, um, you know, yeah, the, the, the annoying part is because of this law and because Instagram's owned by Facebook and a lot of other things, you know, these things become sex work and they become illegal to right. post on the internet and we get our posts taken down. That's the annoying part. The real part is you're actually hurting women's livelihood, in a know, well, as we say, the oldest profession, but a perfectly valid and viable professional choice by these women. And so there is legislation, I think it was introduced by Speaker Pelosi to do an investigation on how the inadvertent. So someone in Congress is aware that this law got bent and is inadvertently hurting legal sex work. Um, but I think we need to actually speak and I'm going to create the voice and, um, maybe we can get some support from outside of the Instagram community, outside of the foot community, but we're going to try to spread the word on this and we're going to put together some, some people with some bright legal minds are going to write a real petition to actually go to Congress to actually help them figure out what they realize is broken. They don't know how to fix. And we do, people. We, we are that world. It's, it's our friends and it's our people who are in this community. Um, no one's going to know it better than us. Uh, it's funny. I thought about doing this and in the process of looking up how to write this uh, or the process of looking up things to, to find out about writing this is when I found out about the bill. Um, and but I didn't want to say, oh, okay, there's a bill before the House that's going to take care of this because that bill is to start an exploratory committee to, and no, we know what to do now. We can write this petition to skip that step and to go straight into the fix the FOSTA-SESTA step. Foster right, because
1: it would just take the so act. long. It yeah. would just take so long. Yeah.
0: Um. You know, and this is, it's already, um, you know, it's hurting people we know and their ability to have livelihood, um, you know, and okay, so you're sitting here listening, you're like, well, I'm not a sex worker. Well, it's it's affecting you too. It's, uh, if nothing else, it's affecting the availability of your spank bank. Yeah. (laughs) I mean.
1: Yeah, because if it's illegal and we can't create content, then... You know, you're not you're not going to have your favorite models' content anymore. You're not going to be able to do any of that.
0: So, and if you, even if you're not somebody buying paid content, you know it's pigeonholing the entire community into this category, which makes everything ripe for deletion by uh, the the platform owners and even the the free stuff, the the regular day to day Instagram, Twitter content facebook group stuff like that is getting closed down well Uh, it's not gonna
1: so there's this article um that i found that says website owners face up to 10 years in prison if one instance of prostitution related content is posted on their website 25 years if the content facilitates prostitution for five or more persons so if you are one of these uh, clips for sale, like men, men, so it's not just women, men that have these websites where they resell their clips, that's 25 yeah. years. Yeah. Right.
0: And that that's why Zuckerberg and the like, Zuckerberg on the Instagram, Facebook, yeah, they're telling their people, forget appeals, forget everything. We're not going to prison uh, over what the government is calling human trafficking, even if it's the softest softcore porn. Or the fact is, legally, your foot fetish content doesn't even fall in the legal definition of pornography. But the intention, that's where, like, the moment you advertise a paid platform, you're technically selling sex and Zuckerberg can't have that because he's not going to jail for us.
1: Right, and, and, and I'm it, making
0: him out to be the bad guy, but you know, every platform owner.
1: And it, it, the the law fails to um, differentiate between like human sex trafficking, where victims are forced or coerced, or you know, into slave sex work and such, or or are minors, and then involuntary voluntary adult sex work. But it, it's, I don't think it's to make, it's going to make any difference to the human traffickers it's going to affect the legal sec- the the um, adult sex workers more than anybody so
0: well is it is it going to affect the the actual sex trafficking the the actual coercive, of anything didn't you just find something that says it's actually pushing it in <laughs> the wrong direction
1: right okay so um it's it they're saying that um it's had the opposite effect so they're making it harder for sex workers to be their own bosses. Um, the legislation has forced them to you know, into relationships with pimps, um, escort services or agencies where, first of all, they make less money. And then second of all, it could be potentially dangerous. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know how easy it is to work with a pimp, but I imagine it's far worse than just working on your own. Um, yeah, so they're more vulnerable to violence and coercion, you know, all sorts of other stuff. So it's it's not doing what it's supposed, what they meant for it to be doing. So
0: no, and the, the fact that there's a bill out there that's saying that they're realizing that is positive. So it's it's our duty. I've taken it as my duty, uh, and I'm definitely going to involve as much of the community as I can. Uh, it's our duty to. Give them the information that they're looking for. They recognize that this is affecting sex, legal sex workers. Let's come together as the, the, the legal sex work community. Uh, I am not, but I will be your representative, as it were. Um, and let's tell them what they need to know to fix this. I don't Take it on our own to fix. We can do this. Um, so if you think you've got some experience in this and a little bit of an eye for legal writing. Um, please reach out. We need help. I need help writing this. I've got, uh, I've got a lot of the ideas and I've got, uh, the, the knowledge and the know-how, but I don't have everybody's examples. I don't, you know, I definitely need help. And then once it's out, push, push, push to get this petition signed. So, um, Sorry that we took a break here to get <laughs> to something a little less light than we normally are, but this is this is important. Uh, this is right. Hey, it's
1: important for, for this pride. is our
0: freedom to to continue in our path, in our fetish, and our sexual interests. Uh, you know, and allow our friends and models to continue to legally make money off this, which they deserve to. Um, you know, this is. This is a question of freedom. This is this is foot jobs for freedom. Right?
1: Hashtag, hashtag Foot jobs for freedom.
0: <laughs> so please, if you after hearing this, if you think you can help us, reach out to us uh, again. And once we've got uh, an actual petition that you can sign, sign it, share it. Let's do this. Let's uh, let's rally under the banner "Foot jobs for freedom," and. <laughs>
1: If you don't know where that comes from, you really have to go back and listen to our election episode.
0: <laughs> yeah. We're we're episodic here, but <laughs> you're listening out of order apparently. So it's cool. You know, every episode kind of stands on its own, but go back and listen to episode four so you know what we mean by foot jobs for freedom and why we've now taken that as our rallying call.
1: Well, I feel like a like people who um you know, who sort of glanced at it and didn't actually pay attention to what it was are going to hear election special and they're going to go, oh, fuck that shit. You know what I mean? Like the people that don't actually read.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) So just the
0: election special has nothing to do with the election that just happened in the United States. It was something, it was written as something to distract the American population from election returns. Uh, Now that we're past it, Uh, definitely go back. It's uh, a lot of, uh, a little poking fun at politicians, um, (laughs) but it's apolitical. Uh, it's a lot of fun and it's where we coined the phrase foot jobs for freedom. You'll find out what that meant at the time and what it means now. And, uh, you know,
1: and also if you're listening now, you know, go and hashtag that (laughs) hashtag foot jobs for freedom.
0: Yeah, it was, your getting some traction. it was really <laughs> it was really interesting to wake up the next morning and find out that, that uh that hashtag was getting traction from like the people who'd listen right. to our podcast <laughs> and we'd get messages. No context, just hashtag footjobs for freedom. So <laughs> now we're adding new context to it, and you can go back and see why we came up with it in the first place. That was awesome. You yeah. know? A little bit of uh... a... <laughs> A little bit of traction of a small viral moment that hopefully will help us uh, bring a big viral moment and some help that's needed in uh, some uh, legislation, at least for our American listeners. Although our international listeners, you're still on Facebook, you're still on Instagram. Those are American-owned companies, and uh, that still... means they're subject to those laws. So it affects right. you it too. it still
1: affects you, absolutely.
0: It, it affects the whole world in this community, sadly. Um, but we can change it. And on that note, uh, thanks for tuning in. As always, we appreciate you, and we look forward to talking to you again. And to those of you masturbating to our voices right now, you're welcome.
1: Very welcome.